is Christmas a pagan holiday? I know that we've talked about that before, but with Bill Maher coming out with a new anti-Christmas expose and all of the other seasonal memes about Saturnalia, uh, Winter Solstice, Sol Invictus, I think it's worth mentioning. And this year, we're going to focus, we're going to talk about some of the attacks on Christmas, but more specifically, we're going to approach this from an apologetic standpoint. How should we as Christians react to the attacks on Christmas? We'll find out today and more as we watch your culture stray further every day. Howdy, Jonathan Fiala for Further Every Day. It's a small uh, small room today. We've got uh, Mr. Steve to my left sitting in the chair of philosophy. How's it going? Hey, man, it's going good, dude. This it's a new chair uh, for you. Yes, it is. Uh feels kind of nice here. Yeah, it's I a mean, nice looking chair. I this chair. It's uh, kind of comfy. Yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like home, I bet. Uh, yeah, it does. It feels yeah. kind of homey. Steve Steve did not bring this from his house, and uh, you know he, yeah. he absolutely is not enjoying himself sitting in his very nice ah, wingback chair right now. Or, good. What would you call that? One. Is that a wingback? It's not wingback. Not wingback. What do you call They're it? It's just a high back. back. A high back chair. High back it's a nice chair. high back chair. For those of you in audio, I'm sorry. Okay. And then, of course, we got Rai Rai, the producer guy, sitting in the producer's chair, as he does every week. But uh, we're going to be talking today. How's it going, Rai? It's going good. This feels so weird. People can see me now People and can hear see me you. now. Yeah. Well, now we got him on camera. <laughs> You're no longer anonymous. Uh, but well, it's fun while it lasted. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. So recently I did a uh, Bible study at one of the churches that I attend. And, um, you know, I was asked to do, okay, what is a defense of Christmas? And I'm going to start off with saying, okay, first off, for those of you saying that it's pagan, it's not. No. For those of you saying that the 25th date is wrong, you're right. Put one on the board for you. You're, you're, you're correct. But... But the pagan issues, um, they're, they're all wrong. And I think there's a really good reason for that. And I think it really comes down to um, an issue of the historicity of Christ, the historicity of the church, and the, and the understanding of the, of the uh, for lack of a better word, care that was taken in the early church to provide a, a solid link back to the Bible. So that the 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 lack of care that was given, or at least that's what they would like to paint. They would say that uh, we we picked up all these of the holidays and Christianity is just this tr- turbulent mess. It's not. So let's get into it. But before I do, before I do, have either of you heard Christmas is pagan? What's the most common common tropes about about pagan Christmas? Um, one of the things I hear it comes from you know like. Uh, Pagan holidays, especially the Christmas tree. Yep. Christmas tree especially. We're going to talk about that today, by the way. Christmas tree is not pagan, not not root and branch, and uh, probably not even branch. Um, all that to say, it, it, in essence, it's not. And we're going to go over why that is and where it came from. So uh, I've also heard, so Christmas is a copycat of other pagan holidays like Saturnalia, the celebration of Sol Invictus, the Invincible Sun, and the Winter Solstice. Okay, those are all three uh, common tropes that are brought out. We're going to deal with those. We're also going to deal with the celebration of uh, of the deities that were supposedly born on the 25th. That was also not so. Uh, We're also going to look at Christmas trees. Um, They say that caroling is pagan. Right, and. you know, the mistletoe. Mistletoe might actually be pagan. Okay, like let me rephrase that. Pagans might have done mistletoe. 
and then we picked it up. So uh, I'll, I'll give you half a point yeah, there. Yeah, who knows? But, you know, I, I don't do mistletoe. I don't kiss random people. Yeah. Anyway, so, but that's that. I mean, how about you, Mr. Producer? Kiss those random people? You know? <laughs> Listen, the only person I'm kissing is my wife, okay? Okay. And he's not married, so, you know, it's, it's a fantasy right now. Like yeah. me. Like me. Anyway. <laughs> well, you guys are young. We're young yet. We're young yet. So, uh, You're not but, a grandpa yet. <laughs> by the way, Mike Winger on the subject is, does a really good job debunking this. If you want another good YouTube channel to go and look up someone who's really thoughtfully gone through this and done an excellent job sort of um, debunking it, uh, Mike Winger is tops. However, uh, all of the... Um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to ask you to bring up a trailer, Mr. Producer. Go ahead and pull up a trailer for me. Trailer of, look, trailer Zeitgeist. Trailer of Zeitgeist on YouTube. If you can do that real quick while Steve and I are talking. A lot of this came from a popular documentary. And I say popular loosely. It's about 22 million views on YouTube. Okay, so, so that is a viral documentary on um, Zeitgeist. That's Z-E-I-G-E-I-S-T. Go ahead and pull it up. Um, and, and just find me a link to it. I just want to see, because it talks about how the, the culture has taken a whole bunch of, um, cues from paganism and they specifically focus and harp in on Christmas and they really, really zero in. I don't know if, 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 if you've ever heard of it, oh, not, but not a whole lot to tell you the truth. So. That's fair, because not a lot of people have, unless you're an angry atheist. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Zeitgeist what was it? <laughs> Zeitgeist documentary YouTube. Okay. Just go, go, go on YouTube and look it up. So Zeitgeist is a series of three documentary films released between 2007 and 2011, and uh, they present a number of conspiracy theories as well as proposals for broad social economic changes. Um, again, this includes Christmas. Yeah, go ahead and, yeah. Go ahead and show... Uh, Okay, yeah, I was going to say, just show the YouTube search, but go ahead. Is, is this a trailer? Oh, no. Or is this the whole thing? We don't have time for the whole thing. So, yeah, just show us what you're seeing right now. Because this is it. So, for those of you who want to look it up, go ahead and just bring it on screen. There you go. So, uh, Zeitgeist, the movie, okay? And, yeah, that's fine. Uh all of this to say, this is where a lot of this stuff, a lot of this nonsense comes from, is this trailer. So this is Zeitgeist, guys. The old appeals to racial, sexual, and religious chauvinism, to rabid nationalist fervor, are beginning not to work. This is who I am, and whether I'm good or bad, or achieving or not, all that's learned along the way. Because it's just a ride, and we can change, change it in time we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. You realize that I had the game wrong. That the game was to find out what I already was. Find out what I already was. Evolution did not end with us growing thumbs. And the reason our institutions, our traditional religions are all crumbling is because they're no longer relevant. Okay, that's enough. 
So it's this very hackish, hard to watch video. And it's a lot of like 2007 Adobe Illustrator Studio garbage about how basically everything that we see the you know it, it puts forward the proposition that everything that we see in modern culture is basically pagan in origin especially the judeo-christian western culture okay and next week we're going to be talking with the pomeroys we're going to be we're going to be going over how uh the rise of christian nationalism you heard the issue of nationalism there yep sure did they want a globalism they don't want nationalism they want globalism right and so all of this ties in, and, and, and you might be wondering, why are we talking about some random documentary on cultural phenomenon when we're talking about Christmas? Well, that, that should answer itself. But this, this one documentary is responsible for most of the memes. Most of the memes, most of the... Have you ever seen, in fact, you, you can look it up right now on Google, Mr. Producer. I'm, I'm just going to run this on you, like today. Just Google real quick. Uh, uh, Saturnalia is the reason for the season. Okay. Saturnalia is the reason for the season. You go and look it up. You'll see all these memes. Where do all these memes come from? Well, first off, Saturnalia, while he's pulling this up, remember I said we we had three different categories, okay, that we were going to deal with. Saturnalia is one of the three common holidays that is supposedly on the 25th. And if you look at that holiday... Or right around the... 20th. Well, that's the problem. It's not. Because it's, it's the 17th the 20th. Yeah, to the exactly. 23rd. It's the 17th to the 23rd. Go ahead and pull up the images, bud. Pull up the images. There you go. Okay. So you'll see all of these seasonal memes that are mocking Christianity. Saturnalia is the reason for the season. Uh, happy Winter Solstice. Uh, happy Sol Invictus. And in fact, this has made its way... Into our popular culture, and Mr. Producer, I did. I did actually prep this for him. Go ahead and pull up that YouTube from uh, Disney. Uh, this is a recent- do I have to? Oh, yes, you do. Man. Yes, you do. You you are you are forced to. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. So. You know, Walt would be rolling in his grave. He would. Right <laughs> yeah, the animation quality's gone down too. Go ahead and pull it up. It's the it's the corporatization holidays, isn't it? Dr. Jan, you're an educator. We need a clear answer here. That was your first problem. What in the flying frog is Christmas about? It started with the recognition of the winter solstice and the burning of a yule log in the 4th century. Okay, 4th century. But many of our modern traditions come from the ancient Roman feast of Saturnalia. Of course, there's also the Dutch Sinterklaas. Others would argue it has less to do with history and more to do with the interests of major soda conglomerates. Make it stop! I agree. Make it stop. It has too much knowledge. Make it stop. Uh, Make it stop. Make it stop. Okay, thank you. Now, uh, the hyperness of all of that aside, this is what your kids listen to. And they're pushing that. See, they're... they're, Not one mention of Jesus. Right. And it was all pagan. In origin. In origin. You're right. All pagan issues that they were talking about. Every single bit of... And this is coming from Disney. Walt would be rolling in his grave. He probably is right now, poor guy. Well, you know, you it's know. it's it's just a few years ago. They would never, they would never have gotten away with that. In fact, uh, I remember in the 1990s. I'm not going to make you pull up this clip. 
uh, there was an Animaniacs episode dedicated to Christmas. It was, I think it was season one. It was a season one Christmas special. They actually had the three uh, Warner kids singing to baby Jesus. Like just a few decades ago, you decades, and it was, a, it was a comedy show that stopped on the comedy for five seconds, pay homage and reverence to Jesus Christ. And, and it's just a few decades ago that a, that a show would do that secular show would do that it's only what 30 years and now there's no mention of jesus there's no mention of jesus so like we said before saturnalia oh you something to say i was just gonna say that i watched some shows that like even five years ago like they would explain christmas mentioning jesus like just five years ago yeah it's getting worse it's it's legitimately getting worse. So, what what is Saturnalia? So she the, the 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 crazy educator lady mentioned three things: Saturnalia, Winter Solstice, and Sol Invictus. Okay, so Winter Solstice was never celebrated on the twenty fifth. Nope. Okay, uh, and there's no there's no evidence to suggest that. Okay, uh, Sol Invictus is the only one that's remarkably close, and we'll talk about it in a moment. But Saturnalia is where they get the caroling from, by the way. They say caroling is pagan. Let's talk about Saturnalia. Let's talk about Saturnalia for just a moment. Saturnalia was a... You're, you're not going to have to pull it up on there. Saturnalia is a pagan feast of the Romans where they would run around naked. Right. Naked. Heavenly caroling. I never asked for this. Having, <laughs> having, having uh, wanton, letting sex, and the slaves right. would have to serve the master... Although not really, the masters would make the slave cook food, it would appear. And then uh, they would give each other gifts and they would cause mayhem. Something to say? Oh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want you to jump in if you have anything. So they would... Sorry, guys, this is new to me. <laughs> me no, on camera. You're, you're fine, dude. So uh, all that to say, there's this, 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 this crazy crazy thing that happened for it was a, it was basically think think like a mardi gras a roman mardi gras from the december 17th to the 23rd and they say that you know because we sing carols carols must be pagan well there's an important part have you, have you ever seen a naked caroler never and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> thankfully not i'm pretty sure a lot of them would get pretty cold especially you know when you see caroling and a lot of shows goes on and like when it's snowing, yeah. A lot of shows, you know, people are caroling. Shows someone doesn't go caroling too often. He only sees it in the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much. The only time I see it is when I come to church. I'll be go- I'll, know, I'll be caroling I mean, in SoCal with my with my family. Oh, yeah. cool! That'll be great, I'll man. Be going out to see them. So I tell you what, they can use it there. Yeah, they need it. Yeah, they need it. That's good. So, um, I guess you could say that uh, they need the caroling, caroling that you know well. But I'm. Well, okay. <laughs> You're missing the sound effect. Out. Okay. Anyway, yeah, something's up with them. Yeah. It's not. It's not working. The soundboard's not working. No. Okay. okay. No. All that to say, Saturnalia, not the 25th, and it doesn't really resemble what we do on any consistent basis. And the fact of the matter is, is that we actually have a little bit of information on Saturnalia, but not. It, it, it's not that well defined. Right. And, and, you know, and we all know what happened to the Roman Empire. Yep. They stopped celebrating it around that time. Sol Invictus is the next one. 
Soul Invictus is the next one. Now, this one, I could definitely use some of the props, if you would, my kind sir. Now, you're going to find on the slideshow, and so th this slideshow, guys, bear with me here. This is where I had to kind of pull up where we are, the patterns to recognize. So when we were doing a Bible study on this, I wanted people to start to recognize patterns. It's going to be slide seven, Mr. Producer. Um, you're going to see in every single attack on Christianity and patterns. And all the recent ones really came out of the 1800s. So it's important to ask some simple questions. Uh, where do you get your information? Okay. So go ahead. The post-1800 skeptic has the same playbook as uh, the serpent in Genesis 3. Yea, hath God said. Yea, have you been told this? Is this true? Is the church body acting on God's behalf on this earth misled you? Okay. And this is an attack on the historicity of the church, but it goes deeper to Christ because they want to, they want to remove Christ from the picture. They want to take him off the board. So go ahead. There are some religions that have similar myths to biblical prophecy. That is kind of true. And we're going to talk about Mithras in a little bit, if I remember, and we have time, and uh, Dionysus and, and uh, Osiris, these other supposed gods that exactly mirror Jesus. They don't. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. uh, there might be some similarities to biblical prophecy, if that's true. If that's true, C.S. Lewis put it very well in Mere Christianity. He said that if, uh, uh, if other pagan religions have similar ideas to what we see in the Bible, they may just be the sweet dreams that God has laid upon them from their ancestors having known the truth and straight away. Where'd they get the idea? Where do they get the idea? It's like, look. What's it, the origin? The, pagans but, having a resurrection myth does not bother me because in my worldview, from the history that, that, that is reliable, it's tried, it's true, it's called the Bible. They all or originated from Noah. Sure. And, you know, it's just as easy for the, the Holy Spirit or, or the Spirit of God to have been roaming and trying to put it on these pagans' hearts that, you know, Jesus... And God are the ones you should be worshiping, not these pagan pagan gods or these idols and the ones that you're killing your babies and sacrificing them to. I mean, my land. It says that none are without excuse. You look exactly. up at the stars in the sky and you know that there is a God. And that does that. And again, I don't want to get too far off the rails here, but when you deal with uh, soteriology, the, the study of salvation, you come to a point where you realize, especially when you look at all the testimonies of people who have never met a Christian, they've never read a Bible, but they have dreamed dreams and written books every morning after having dreamed the dream of talking to a strange man, Middle Eastern, excuse me, Middle Eastern man, and they come out with the Gospel of John. Okay. There are stories like that that exist where God does reach out and talk to people. So yes. that even aside, you don't even have to go to that. And we do. We believe that. But you don't even have to believe that. Because if you believe the Bible is an accurate historical account, you know that after the cataclysmic flood, everyone came from one place and they all had a prophecy of a Messiah that would come to crush the serpent's head. So anyway, next one. Uh, Mr. Producer, 
need to always remember, we need to always remember that God's word is true and that the, and that's really important to remember that the Bible is not the copy of the scripture that you hold in your hand. The Bible is so much more than that because if you stain, you know, I've used this, uh, off, this analogy often, if you stain your Bible or you drop your Bible into a, into a wood chipper, is God's word lost? No. Obviously not. So that's not God's word. A copy of God's word. It's a, it's a piece of a history and a tradition that God has laid down. It is the most well-documented manuscript that has ever come. And Christianity, by and large, as a whole, has more documentation than almost anything else. And then, of course, always remember to, always remember to listen to your skeptics, because sometimes they do have some interesting points, and they can lead you in some interesting directions. So, uh, I want to talk about where we got the date, because did it come from Sol Invictus? Did it come from the winter solstice? We've already ruled out Saturnalia. Well, Theophilus of Antioch, if you can go ahead and pull that up, Mr. Producer. Theophilus of Antioch, and you'll see a picture of him here, was, uh, some people think, actually, might have been the Theophilus of Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Theophilus of Luke. Do, do any of y'all remember what the opening verses of Luke were? I can't remember exactly. I've written this to you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know that the things that were told you were true. Now, maybe not. There's a lot of people who believe that. I actually don't. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning away from it because he was in a, uh, AD 125. So he was very, very late on the scene to be that Theophilus. But there are people who believe that. Anyway, very early second century Christian. And uh, Theophilus is an interesting character because he's the Different first Theophilus. one. Yep, he's the first one to ever mention the December 25th date. Some people say some people say it's actually even earlier, but his first mention of the December 25th date was in 171 AD. I'm going to tell you when I go to the next slide. <laughs> Ryan's just looking at me like, what are you going to do next? You made this. I don't know it as well as you do. No, it's fine. Uh, one, 171 to 183 AD, somewhere in there, Theophilus wrote about December 25th. And the date was cited as December 25th from the Jewish tradition that a prophet was typically killed on the day of their conception. What's nine months after March 25th? December 25th. It's, that's where you get the date. Yeah. Now, now, that's a bad reckoning, and that kind of came from, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, most excellent Theophilus, because, uh, and this is also why I don't think it was Luke's Theophilus. Uh, I'm sorry. That totally negates the prophetic timeline of Christ being born on first fruits, dying on Passover. There are seven, there are seven feasts in the Jewish tradition that God gave. They're God's feasts. They're not like Purim or Hanukkah. They are God's feasts. The first fruits, sorry, unleavened bread, Christ was born. Mm -hmm. Passover, he was slain. First fruits of the resurrection, Christ was risen. On Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given. On the Feast of Trumpets, he will return to rapture us up. Day of Atonement will be the Beeman Judgment Seat uh, uh, Day, where everyone is brought before the Judgment Throne of God. And then the last one, Sukkot. Sukkot will be the day that God comes to dwell tabernacle with us. That's the prophetic timeline, and that's how God has laid it out. 
And if you want a really good documentary, Bethlehem Star or The Christ Comet. Have you heard of The Bethlehem Star? Yes. You heard of The Christ Comet? Yes. Yeah. Had you heard of those, Mr. Producer? Only from you. Okay. Okay. Really, really interesting. In fact, uh, uh, Rye Guy, I happen to know, is going through the Bethlehem Star study right now. And it's, it's, it's a worthwhile study. A worthwhile study. But all that to say, I do believe that that is the date. But that is where we get it. We get it from Theophilus. And if not Theophilus, maybe even earlier, the next gentleman on our list is a man who went by the name Pope St. Telesphorus. I know that's kind of a Pope St. Telesphorus. But this gentleman here potentially wrote about it. It's kind of hard to figure out because you're dealing with manuscripts that reference manuscripts. Uh, But as early as 125 to 136. So that is our earliest date. There's a reason I'm putting out the dates here. So the people, when they, when they come at you and they say that um, it's pagan, this and that, there were other things before. Wait, no, no, no. Those religions were quoting Hellasphorus and Theophilus. And I'm going to make that case right now. So, oh, really? so that, yeah, that's where it gets really interesting. The next slide, uh, Mr. Producer, you, you can leave it on here for now. The next slide is uh, the chronography of 354 you can click one more time that is these are some pages from the chronography of 354 this is sol invictus by the way this is sol invictus the winter solstice is always the weakest one of all of them because it it's just it, it does not sit it's a it's a winter feast you guys have a feast in the winter therefore it's a winter feast but this is the strongest one is the uh sol invictus myth that the uh, son of the invincible God is the origin for Christmas. He was born on December 25th. And he actually was, according to the chronography of 354 AD, born on the 25th. But when was this written? Can anyone guess? What year was the chronography of 354 written? 354. <laughs> yes, that's no. correct. So how many years... Good going, Rye Guy. How many years after the Christians did they come up with Sol Invictus? 200, give or take? Was it really? 200. Yeah. So we have our first mention of the 25th date. And by the way, the chronography of 354 mentions... Christians, it says, well, Christians stole the December 25th date from us, and we've been around since uh, 200 BC. (laughs) But this is the only reference that we have. Okay, just (laughs) putting that out there. So your only only leg to stand on. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's interesting. Your only leg to stand on is 200 years. 200 years after the first mention of the December 25th date. So, sorry, Sol Invictus, not convincing. No. Do better. Next one, Ryan. So, uh, now, Hippolytus of Rome was the uh, gentleman who wrote... Uh, Hippolytus? Uh, yes, is Hippolytus that, of Rome. Hippolytus? Hippolytus, yep. Uh, he's the gentleman that wrote uh, the uh, commentary on Daniel in 200 and 2 in 221. So that's the next slide, Mr. Ryguy. And so, again, this is yet another mention of the December 25th day is in here. So, we have plenty of time long before the first mention of, of these other pagan deities. Mm-hmm. It's a modern meme. It's a modern meme. Oh, in yeah. fact, these guys were actually borrowing from Christianity to lend credence to their cult. 
That's what it sounds like, John Arthur. So, thank you, Mr. Right Guy. We can go back to the normal view. You know, they're coming up with these dates, you know, all of this long after all of this has already happened in order to support what they're trying to say in order to make Jesus nothing and to make God a liar. Because if, if the devil can turn God into a liar, devil does step and tries to make he wins. everything look better. He wins. For his benefit. And that's what the devil does. What do you think, Ryan? Any thoughts? You're free to not have thoughts. Yep. That's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I know Steve kind of laid it out there, and that's fine. So... I'll give you a little signal when I want to speak. You, you, you give a little signal. Okay, you look very intent over there. That's okay. So uh, let's move on. So now that we've kind of talked about about the date, I, I just want to in general talk about the people. And I'm, I'm not going to spend long on this, but they say that Mithras, say that Osiris, they say that Dionysus were all pre-Christ uh, resurrection myths with 12 disciples. And you'll find that on the Zeitgeist documentary. Link in the description blah, below. Blah, blah, blah. None of that's accurate. Uh, Osiris, Osiris was, um, yeah, it, there was a whole sexual relationship. There's all, all this weird stuff, like stuff mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk about. Dionysus yeah. was cut up into, uh, like how many pieces. And then the seed like was taken out of him and then, or from one of those pieces implanted. And then he was reborn. Mithras was born out of a rock. So none of those are virgin births. Okay. Born out of a rock. Huh? Like, like, like he came out of a rock with this little hat on. And a little hat. Uh, was it a tin foil hat? No, no, it was more like a straw wicker <laughs> hat, but I see what you did there. Uh, so uh, none of these gods actually look at all like what they say. Like literally they pulled it out of their arse. I'm sorry. Um, That's what it sounds like. Beep. Yeah, beep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, 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 it's all a farce. How about that? Is that better? Okay. It's all a big farce. It's all okay. a big, fac- <laughs> it's a big facade. Um, facade for those. Okay. Anyway, facade. It's, it's better when you write it out. Anyway, it's a facade. It's all, it's all a lie. So none of those gods match. Sorry. Hate to break it to you. And mm. if you want to go get a great breakdown, link in the description below. Mike Winger does a great breakdown of that. Great stuff. The Christmas tree. It- Let's talk about the Christmas tree, but go ahead. Yeah. Is this Greek gods that you're talking about? Greek is- gods yeah, and, and Egyptian. Egyptian. Okay. Egyptian. So if you can pull up the slides, Mr. Producer, we're going to go and talk about the pagan, quote unquote, Christmas tree. Go ahead and keep going. It's about three slides up, bud. So is the Christmas tree pagan? What, what does everyone say that the Christmas tree is? It is a what? Asherah Okay. Yeah. yeah I mm. used to believe this. Okay. And then guess what? What? I read a book, or rather, I couldn't find any books that cited that it was an astro that it was an astro pole. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. you actually go and you 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 look at it, and it's not actually true. So go ahead. Claim number one: the Christmas tree is an astro pole. Claim number two: mistletoe is pagan. We talked about that in brief. Oh, the druids kind of did it, but they they were like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's a new thing. It's it's growing. It's like new love. Okay, if you want to call that pagan, get over yourself. But yeah. okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, and then caroling is pagan because Saturnalia, but we already talked about this. I, I don't always carol, but when I do, 
do it naked. No, I don't. No one does. And it's not Saturnalia. I'm sorry. No one does. Next. <laughs> Thanks. Shrink up. Huh? Do you want to find a new producer, sir? <laughs> Next slide, Mr. Producer. So let's aye, talk aye, aye. about the pagan Asherah pole. Now, you should be looking, and on the left of your screen, you should see Asherim, or at least what we think Asherim look like. We don't know for sure. Yeah. And then on the right, you have a what? Christmas, Christmas. tree. One of these doesn't look is anything not like the similar. others. Okay. That okay. Christmas yeah. tree is missing a face. It's missing a face? A it's tree missing. It doesn't look like a pole to me. It looks like a tree. It's missing those curvaceous female legs. I can't speak today. Because you know, Asher was the goddess of um, sexual Asher. promiscuity, yeah. war, violence. She co opted the rainbow from Jehovah. And uh, people actually mixed Jehovah and Asherah. You, you want to go? I, I went down a deep rabbit hole on this, actually. Uh, Is that where the uh, LGBTQ picks up the, uh, the rainbow thing? You know, I, I, so Jonathan Kahn, again, link in the description below. Uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. Jonathan Kahn, in the, he actually goes into what he thinks is a spirit of the age. He thinks that Asherah is actually specifically one demon or one group of demons that are particularly fond of sexual immorality, war, and uh, uh, also transgenderism. As we talked about on the show before, Trivia mm -hmm. uh, Pursuit, tell us in the comment section down below if, if, if you've watched this already, okay? Just uh, who was the goddess of sex changes? Give me three seconds. Three. Oh, I can't remember. Two, um, one. I forget the name. Dashra. Yeah. Oh, Asher. Yeah. <laughs> Is Asher. Hello. She's yeah. the goddess of sex change. That's right. So. We did a. <laughs> we did a whole did episode one. on her. Yeah, we sure did. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> what would a tree for Asher look like? Well, A, you'd have orgies underneath her. Hmm. He, you'd be sacrificing potentially infants too in, in conjunction with Moloch. How many? Hey, Mr. Producer, have you ever sacrificed any infants uh, underneath your Christmas tree or had wild sex? Can't say that I have. The wildest thing I've seen under a Christmas tree is a dog fight. <laughs> Ooh, I believe I it. He has like good, five huh? dogs. You know, he would, he would, he would pass a Jack Foxworthy if you're a redneck. Or you might be a redneck if you have more dogs living at your house than you have people. Uh, he would pass that. Yeah, oh, they, I guess I was a redneck. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was a few times too, so just so we're, we're all rednecks. You might be a redneck if your neck is red. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you remember those old Jeff Foxworthy jokes? They were like Chuck Norris jokes. Oh, they were great. They were ubiquitous. They were everywhere. So Ashra, who is she? Well, okay. She, we talked about who she is. Let's read Jeremiah. Jeremiah, uh, and I believe it was 10, uh, 1 through 6. Hear ye the word of the Lord unto you, O Jer house of Israel. This is the first that is commonly used against the Christmas tree. Uh, Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of the he uh, heathen, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, worketh of the handles of the workmen with an axe, they uh, deck it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, and it moveth not. They are upright as a palm tree, but speak not. They needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they can do no evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. 
for as much as there is none uh, like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, thy name, thy, and thy name is great in might. Okay. Does a Christmas tree sound like an astronaut pole based on that? No. But you're going to hear a lot of Christians this year talk about that. Okay. So, do, do I think we need Christmas trees? No. But do I think people need to leave the Christmas tree alone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Just, probably so. Sit down and shut up. I grew up without one, and I grew up in a family of people who were like really, really like, you know, one individual in my family was like super adamant against the Christmas tree. It was the Asher pole, this and that. Okay, that, that's fine, but but give me the actual citation of that. We don't need to be going about people's lives and ruining their joy. Yeah, especially when there's no like hard factual evidence. Correct. You know, I mean, <clears throat> we really need to. Be concerned when we make statements on things like this to make sure that you base it all on factual, not just on things that you want to believe in your mind in order to try to support some belief that you have yep. or that you're trying to push to make people believe. Let me go a step further. I think Christians are so quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater because they want to appease the cool kids. I mean, the angry atheists. No, I mean, really. Think about it. They're willing to throw every other Christian under the bus because it's like, oh, this is pagan. That's pagan. The atheists are saying it's pagan. Therefore, it's pagan. And they're attacking Christianity in the meantime. Like Bill Maher is actively attacking Christianity. Do you, do you think he loves you? Well, heck, Bill Maher thinks the Earth is 300 billion years old, too. I mean, come on. So do, 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 do you want to appease that person, or should you not care? And, and I would argue you really shouldn't. So what, where did the Christmas tree come from? The truth is, is we don't know. But, but we do have some really cool myths, and uh, one of them is founded in a very real story. My, my Christmas tree comes from parking lot. But the last one I got came from, I think, Walmart or something, because I bought it. You weren't supposed to chop those down. They were part of the... They were part of the... No, they, they I, the... I, I bought it. It was a plastic <laughs> one. So. Go ahead, Mr. <laughs> Producer. Go ahead and pull up for us. Uh, oh, wait. Did I not pull him up? I thought I did. Okay. I don't have a picture of um, this gentleman. However, however, uh, there was a gentleman... In the 800s, okay, uh, 700s, 800s, who did chop down. By the way, trees were commonly connoted with, with paganism. Okay, that is actually true. But uh, this gentleman did chop down a... Cherry tree? Not a cherry tree. That's George oh, Washington. Oh, oh okay. Uh, his name, you know what? It's escaping me right now. Down Thor, He chopped down Thor's oak tree. Uh, and he was widely um, oh, we're renowned Scandinavian stuff and both now, hated. Huh? Yeah, because it was a German. It was a German, uh, uh, St. Boniface, that's his name. St. Boniface, Boniface came in to a German oh. town, and they were worshiping at underneath Thor's big oak tree. Did, did, <clears throat> did you watch Loki? 
I watched the first season, and then we got read a Disney Plus, so I read about all the spoilers in the second one. Okay, so it's a very in, but it sounded very good. Spoilers. There's a tree. Spoilers. Three, two. You've been warned. Okay. The world tree. I think it's called the world tree. The world tree that you see there is from, uh, actually from that pagan mythology. So the the world tree, or you have the tree of life, is this oak tree. So St. Boniface comes in and he's preaching. He, he's an English uh, um, uh, a clergyman. I'm not sure if he was a priest or if he's a monk, but he comes in and he's preaching the word of God and there's a spiritual oppression around this tree. And he says, you know what? I'm going to chop down that tree. And uh, actually, if you can get Gideon six for me, if you can pull up Gideon six for me while, while we're talking here, St. Boniface comes in and says, Hey, Turn to the Lord or God, and uh, they said, "No, we can't." And and we're underneath this this power of Thor, and here's this mighty oak. So, what does Saint Boniface do? What I'm gonna chop that sucker down, and he chops down their main sacred tree. And there's a myth, and 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 I don't know if it's true, but there's a myth that he planted a pine tree or a fir tree in the center of that root structure. And that's what grew. Oh, really? because there was Because there was a um, affinity in the Christian sect for the fir tree, because you could trim the top and then the bottom, so it looked, from whatever angle you looked at, it looked like a three-pointed trinity. What, what did you want? What? Get, uh, Judges 6. Judges Okay. Judges 6. I was fixing to say, do what? No, no, no. Gideon and Judges 6. I'm tired. My <laughs> mouth's moving faster yeah, than I Yeah, I was can. like, are you trying to Judges pull up some Wait a minute, book that's that not in the canon of Scripture, sir? Yeah. I know. So, let, let, let me see if I can pull it. Pull it up in uh, uh, 625, please. Pull up 625. And I'm going to say that this looks remarkably like something else. And this is what some people posit is the origin of the Christmas tree is that St. Boniface came in and chopped it down. Judges uh, 625. Yes, please. Yes. On that very night, the Lord said to Gideon, take your father's young bull and a second bull, seven years old, tear down your father's altar ball. And cut down the astra pole beside it. Then build a proper altar to the Lord your God on the top of this stronghold. And with the wood of the astra pole you cut down, take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like we just talked about two very similar stories? I think that's kind of cool. I think if, so. If 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 you if you take that at face value, Christmas tree might just be the anti Asherah pole. Mm-hmm. So just put that in the mind the next time you come mm-hmm. out. Now that the 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 Boniface chopping down the oak tree absolutely happened. Like that is historic fact. Uh, the fir tree may or may not have happened, but. But fir trees were also widely used and considered. And then the more common myth, have you, had you heard the myth about Martin Luther and the Christmas tree? Uh, I think so. That, I, I don't remember it, but I think I've heard it. He was walking home one night, right, right around Christmas time. 
And he looks up in the night sky and he says, that is beautiful. I wonder what it looked like the night of Christ's birth. So he comes home and the tree, the fir tree that they had to decorate their home, comes in and lights candles and he hangs them. You know, I don't know how you hang a candle, but that that, that is a thing that people did. Sounds very dangerous. Does sound dangerous. I don't don't know. I don't know. But apparently that was the thing that Germans did, those crazy Germans. Anyway, they would hang the candles. I wonder they burned down a lot of homes. Yeah, well, they burned down a lot of people. But anyway, anyway, uh, we should look past that. Anyway, so, and then he put a star on the top of the tree to represent the Bethlehem star. So that is the myth that's commonly told. I only found the St. Uh, Boniface uh, story recently in preparing for this. And so just to answer your question, Mr. Producer and I were talking about before we got on, are we talking about the same thing? Yes. Are we adding new new content? I think so. It is different. There, there, there's a lot of stuff to cover. There's a lot of stuff to cover and uh, only an hour to do it each year. So we may or may not do this again next year, but I think it was it was good to get some of that out. That's pretty interesting how that kind of coincides there. Yeah. Well, this one here is not a story, though. No, that's a that's that's truth. And the other one is historic, mostly verifiably so historic. Uh, the fir tree, we don't know. We don't really know uh, that, that some of that's been traced potentially back to someone who might have inserted that. Don't know. I think it's kind of a cool myth that the Christmas tree is the anti-Asherah pole after I having so after being hit with that for all these years and being an altar to God, being an altar to God, ultimately like a like you were erecting it to God, right? Right. So I think that that's kind of cool. Uh, so with that said, Santa Claus. We've talked about Santa Claus in depth both last podcast. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. No wonder people put angels on top of their. Yeah, exactly. It, it's exclusively. It was a, always a star or an angel growing up for me. Right. Yeah. yeah it was always an angel. For me. It, we it, always put an angel on. And for Martin Luther, it was an object lesson. It was an object lesson. It was something that, that said, look, this is. What I'm going to show my children so that they can see they have like a visual reminder. I think the Christmas tree is great in that respect. Okay. I think it's fine. By the way, Santa Claus. Um, Saint talk- Nick. Saint Nick. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk about him briefly, but then I want to wrap up and I want to get thoughts. But Saint Nick, kind of been all over the place at this show, but I think it was, it's, yeah. it's a little bit more. We've more, talked about Saint Nick before. Yeah. A, but this show's yeah. a little bit more conversational, but kind of more relaxed. Kind of just chilling. St. Nick, just to recap for those of you who are just joining us this year, yeah. you haven't had the last two with us. Um, St. Nick was in the, uh, let's see, I actually have a picture. We have a picture of him, if you want to pull it up, Mr. Producer. Uh, he was born circa 280 AD, okay? And the oldest, uh, is the oldest reference we have of the jolly old soul, but he was neither fat nor old. Um, he was a... Uh, m- and born of wealth into the mm-hmm. bishop's position. And uh, he actually is known, like the main story that he's known for is saving three young women from prostitution by putting gold into their stockings. Stockings. That's where, uh. they, that's where they come from. Okay. In the Christmas tradition. Now, 
different stories. St. Nick's stories get kind of wild. Like there is a version of this where uh, uh, the I've heard guy... some wild St. Nick's stories. <clears throat> I don't yeah, know if you they're can true, imagine but... how things no, they're not. go over the century. Yeah, exactly. Because you know. it's not inspired scripture. It was never taken care of the way inspired scripture was. Like one of the stories is, right. is that the slaver had actually killed the girls, beheaded them and pickled their heads. And and then he, uh, uh, St. Nick comes in and raises them from the dead. You know, uh, yeah, like what? Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, then, I heard it's probably the same story. I heard something about him finding a dead body in like a barrel of pickled juice or something yeah like that's that. it that's it that's it the three bodies of the three girls and he raised them from the dead and then he went to um supposedly he went to the council and i see in 325 ad and punched um what's his name tyrus i forget the guy's name in the face because he was a heretic and then the council was so upset that they were going to throw him out but then jesus and mary come in and like just appear ah and then uh, like no no no, he's cool he's with us are those and, three <laughs> girls still like Walking around as Pickled. zombies or something. Yeah, exactly. Pickled. It's a lot of yeah. questions. But anyway, that is St. Nick. So uh, You'll never look at Santa Claus the same way again. <laughs> like a pickled girls. Uh, that cool. Oh, don't say that. Huh? That sounds weird. <laughs> so that is St. Nick. Here's a nicer picture of him, uh, Mr. Producer. And uh, I, I find that those circa 300s, like this is more of like a Rembrandt era or Baroque. Looks a bit era. more jolly. Like a Norwegian type kind of Saint Nick. Yeah, he looks, he, he looks less, um, less Middle Eastern. But then again, it's because they were all white people who didn't know what Middle Easterners look like. But that's, that's okay. I, I mean, they weren't trying to whiteify them. They just didn't know. Just ignorance. Never attribute malice, which you could attribute to ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the white blonde haired Jesus. They weren't trying to erase black people. They they were just stupid. Like, leave them be. It's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, of course, now, if you skip two slides, you'll see, I don't know why that one didn't take. That's okay. Go to the next one. Krampus, we're not going to deal with. We talked about the Jolly Fat Man. Now, the Jolly Fat Man had kind of come around in the 1800s, 1900s, and Coca-Cola came along and uh, rode the wave that big fat gelatinous wave so with that said that is where you get the modern santa claus actually comes from a fellow by the name of archie lee that money yep he's making the money at the darcy advertising agency uh working with the coca-cola company and they wanted to show a wholesome santa who was both realistic and symbolic the coca-cola commission the michigan-born illustrator Haddon Sumblom. Uh, to develop advertising images using Santa Claus, showing Santa himself, not a man dressed as Santa. So, uh, and they even went further. They used some paintings that were done. And then you had the, uh, at one point he was an elf, like in the uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. He was actually an elf. He becomes like oh, just yeah. a man who's labor trafficking elves. So. Um, trafficking elves. Yeah. I think so. I wonder where he traffics him up at the North Pole. But anyway. From the South Pole to the North Pole or something. <laughs> all of that to say, why is all that important? Thank you, Mr. Producer. Why is all that important? Well, okay. Now that we know where everything's come from, I think, by the way, Santa Claus is a relatively harmless myth oh, as yeah. long as you don't lose sight of Christ. And, and see, you're... Nail on the head right there, John Arthur. You know, <clears throat> all of these things 
that are going on that all of these people are throwing out are all innocent as long as you don't lose sight of what Christmas all about. And it's all about Jesus Christ. Amen. You can have your Christmas tree. You can give presents to your friends and family. You can tell your children that, you know, Santa Claus brought them or whatever. Don't do that. I'm just saying, or, don't. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm, whatever. It, yeah. It's all harmless. It really is because... As you grow up, we all know, and, and we all learn, and we all figure it out. Yeah. As a, you, you figure it out, man. I'm glad my and parents you know. didn't, though, because I... I, I and, and then there's those that just, you know, go, look, there's not a Santa Claus, or there's not an Easter money, or there's not this, or there's not that. But the thing is, can't lose sight of what it is all about. Just like Easter, it's all about... The bunny. Jesus Christ. The eggs. Well, as long as you eat them before they all, you know, get mushy and, yeah, and soggy, melt and stuff. Like they all melt in my hand. I can't hold chocolate and melt. I think but, that's all of us that aren't <laughs> reptilian shapeshifters. That's right. Yeah. Why doesn't chocolate melt in your hands? Yeah. The reptilian. Uh- <laughs> Let me look at your eyes. <laughs> He's going, shh, don't tell anyone. No, okay. That's why I didn't put myself in there. <laughs> you know, um, don't be out there, you know, doing a rain dance around a Christmas tree or, yeah. you know, whatever, or, or using Santa Claus as your idol. Think, and that's you know what I'm saying. That, that's I think the greatest danger for the Christian. But I want to, and, and we've talked about that. And by the way, my opinion is is that like my kids are not going to hear the Santa thing because I want them to take me seriously when I talk about Christ. And you know, you can't see either because although one was a historical figure that has not had a tainted perspective, and the other is a historical figure figure that's been legendized, uh, if you if you will, uh, Saint Nick, uh, Christ needs to be taken seriously. And we, and we, we, we talked about that before, but where I want to kind of feed in today is now that we've debunked a lot of this and we've, we've kind of gone over it, by the way, there's plenty of data that we're going to put in the, in the description down below, go check it out. It, it, it's all there. There's a wealth of information on why these, these, um, the date is not pagan celebration pieces of the celebration rather are not pagan but why do you think that it is so important to the left and to the atheist to go after christmas what's the underlying value that they want you said it earlier to prove that god is a liar prove that jesus did not exist jesus was not raised from the dead and there is no such thing. That is the whole goal. So what would you say, and this is open to both of you, what would you say to the people who say, well, you know, Christmas is pagan, it has all these pagan roots, and I, I just don't really want to fight, I don't really want to fight that battle, I want to focus on, on, on Christ. What would you say to them about losing ground? 
on that on that topic? Why is it important? Or not celebrating Christmas, or why is it important if if the church has been celebrating Christmas? Why is it important to pursue the truth about Christmas, if, if even if it's not your thing? So let me l- let me put this to those who are super super legalistic. Who you know you. Do you have a friend like that? Do you have a friend like that who's like Christmas is pagan, and I'm totally like out of it? Chauncey is was at one point. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he and I had to talk about that. And he's like, yeah, whoa, it's not. You know, we we had that discussion. There's more people than you realize that think that Christmas is pagan. You have to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. I went to a private Christian school. All my friends, Sheltered little boy. <laughs> How about you? I I have. I knew those when I was younger that did. Uh, not at this point in time. I don't know any because my circle of people are like really small. It's narrowed down. Yeah, Big I, time. I know a bunch of people who, who say that and you, and you hear the meme. So l- let me rephrase, rephrase the question then. Why is it important to hold ground on truth? If they can knock out... Even if it's, you know, because it's all based on a lie. The, the pagan, truth will set you free. It's absolutely correct. Because yeah. even if it's based on a lie, the, 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 the whole pagan thing is based on a lie. If they can win that argument, what do they think they've won? If they think they won that battle. They think they won the war. Exactly. So when it comes down to this, it's really important to remember we're, we're fighting a war for the minds and the hearts. It's really important. I think Christians do this all too often where we sacrifice each other. Yeah, and, you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, we have a lot of strong Christians in the world, but I think we've got a lot more lukewarm Christians than we do really strong Christians. And those are the ones that will do more harm to the faith than the really strong Christians because they'll stand up and use their theology and use it to stand up for Jesus. Your lukewarm Christians will, well, you know, you might be right and you know, throw others under the bus for this, or, well, you know, uh, maybe some of the evolution things might be right, and, you know, uh, maybe I do believe the Earth is, you know, 30 billion years old, and, you know, um, you know, maybe some of them, these people that they're finding were uh came from apes and we're just a little more advanced and it's maybe a, the aliens slope. came and injecting us with some dna that helped us get a little more advanced it's, that's a real claim ryan you know that right you know that's i do true. now that's a real claim <laughs> i am totally serious he's that, aghast over there he's like what you you, you never heard any of this like, kind of stuff Steve, you're going too far my parents sheltered me like crazy i'm, I'm, I'm like exposing this stuff out, dude. this you. is like real stuff dude this is stuff like i this is what I this hear. is what this is what hawkins <clears throat> dawkins all these really big atheists this is what they believe 
they believe so and 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 just to tie it back to what we're where we're going with this it's important to stand on truth and even i'm not a proponent of the 25th day i started us off with saying look i believe that christ was born in march by the way you look at the christ comet you look at some of these other research papers that are done oops i think um i think it's i think it's pretty evident that christ was born in spring okay however right before passover however we need to fight for truth agreed and we need to make sure that it's like wait 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 wait. the 25th date might be wrong but everything else that you're saying is false and you know we'll give it to you 25th day it's not the right day yeah and, but and, we didn't and, get it from pagans we got it from people who made a mistake right and and we're human people make mistakes they don't always get the exact right dates just like there are people out there that are wrong about predestination you know, predestination the the evolution yeah uh, the earth being 300 billion years old or listening to christmas you know, like music before thanksgiving yeah it's true it's true <laughs> go straight to hell do not pass go says our friend clint yep that was brutal okay <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts from mr producer <clears throat> You got any thoughts for the Give day? Give us some thoughts there. Did you learn anything? Producer guy. Uh, on what Mr. Steve was saying, it kind of reminded me of something Josh says. We've heard him say this. The more studied you are in scripture, like, you're a tool, and the more studied you are, you're going to be able to use more effectively. You're a much sharper tool. Yeah. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. Mr. Steve? Um, I'd just like to lay out there that, you know, like I mentioned before, uh, the whole thing about Christmas is celebrating Christ, the birth of Christ. Whether it's the exact date or not, that's besides the point. Point is, is that we all know, or most of us know, that Christ was born, Christ died, Christ rose the third day, and now reigns forever at the right hand of God. Took all of our sins, and as long as we accept him as our Lord and Savior and ask for forgiveness of our sins, we can reside with him in heaven. Simply because, only because, God sacrificed his son on the cross. How many people would be willing to sacrifice your son for tons and tons of other people? Not for yourself, but for other. For the Hitlers and Stalins of the world, no less. Yes, yes. The good, the bad. And the ugly. I'm, I'm, doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, you got it's. It's all about asking for forgiveness and repent. Y'all ever heard that song uh, "How Many Kings" by Down Here? I believe it is. Uh, no. The chorus goes, "I think how many kings have abandoned their thrones? How many lords have left their homes? How many fathers gave up their sons for me?" 
One. 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 So this season, as you remember that one, maybe consider a little bit of unity around truth. Unity is not is not a good. Okay, unity is a neutral. You can be against God or for God in unity with others. Right. You can be in unity in stupidity or in unity in sanity. Right. But let's unify around the truth. And right. let's make sure that we're mindful how we're interacting with other Christians. Let's make sure that we're actually focused on the reason for the season. And I think some people get so caught up with the dates. And I, I, I used to be one of these guys. Okay, Just Full disclosure. I, I have made a 180 on that. Well, it's been a long time since I thought strongly about this. Like 10 years. But up until about four years ago, I really was ambivalent on the whole thing. I thought, well, it doesn't really matter. Made People about are... a 179. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> all that to say, focus on Christ this year is my, is my, my recommendation to you. Focus on Christ as we're coming into this, to this Advent season. Remember that this is the second most important holiday of the year. It's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. Yes. We don't say it that way. We don't say Christ Mass, but it's in the name. That's what yes. it is. We're gathering in Mass for Christ. So right. we're, we're gathering in the Mass, and it used to be the Catholic Mass, but that's fine. Uh, that, that's just how English works. But we are gathering together for Christ, for his birth. It's the second most important holiday of the year, the most important being Resurrection Sunday, Passover, uh, that holiday that celebration that is the most important holiday of the year this is a close second so remember it's not about the gifts not about santa it's not about which day it was uh or wasn't and it's not about the paganism because it wasn't pagan that's where the that's where the devil wants to steal your joy he wants to come in exactly he wants to change what you believe and he wants to leave nothing when he leaves and he takes it all away wants to sow doubt so want to do. it's so doubt, so doubt, not not so, so, so not so. Well, he can thread, but he's he sewing. Sew it like this way, and then cover it. For those of you who are on audio, I'm so sorry. Also the same when you cover, but you get the point. Make sure that you are living for the reason for the season. That is Christ, the Christ and Christmas. With that said, if you like this podcast episode. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hundreds of thousands of downloads. You guys are awesome. Uh, YouTube looks like they've removed the ban. We stopped using the naughty, naughty words. You got to say corn instead of the uh, P word. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. We can't talk about uh, homosexuality. Like- how do you even like pig Latin that? It's just such a pain. Homosexuality, hey? Anyway, because uh, you got to like, you got to like change. No, I'm not going to say. trying to like. Oh, pig Latin. I'm trying something. to pig Latin okay, and take out the sad. S-E, you know, X. X-A-N-E-K. So anyway, anyway. So with that said, uh, with all these stupid rules with YouTube, it is what it is. But uh, anyway, almost 100 uh, subscribers on Rumble. Thank you, Rumble. Ooh, hey, stepping up. something. Right. Hey, Thank you, you guys Rumble. are coming on. So with that said, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank Merry you Christmas. so much. Merry Christmas. All right, if you're uh, still here. What's the question? In the today? comment section. In the comment in section. The comment tell us down section. below and you two favorite Christmas song. Oh, favorite oh gosh. Christmas song. Oh. I'm gonna start because I know you two are thinking. Think about it. Beep, bop, boop. Mm. Uh, 
it has to be, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm willing to split it. You guys can split two, no more than two. It's either O Holy Night or O Come, o Come Emmanuel for me. And it, mm. it, you, you can see the same one. I mean, that's fine. Those are banger songs. Man, I don't know. Ryan, what's the first one that comes to mind? Well, Steve's on a motorbike over here. I love a lot of Christmas songs, but when I think, when I hear a Christmas song, the first one that comes to mind is O Come All Ye Faithful. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's good a song. Great song. Mr. Yeah. Steve? Um, hmm. Man, oh, I stumped him. Man, you did. Uh, Silent Night. Silent Night. Man, I, God, I like so many. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. I like that it one. It came upon a midnight clear. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, a lot of y'all don't get that joke. I'm sorry. There are so yeah. many of the, the, I, I remember singing songs when I was in elementary school, and we used to take course you had music class and we and during come christmas time we sang tons of what was your christmas favorite songs as a kid um holy night oh holy night oh holy night was a i loved singing that okay we have the same one <clears throat> with that said tell us in the comment section what your favorite christmas song is and uh you can split the diff if you you know at close seconds but that's how we love you That's it for now. Bye. Bye.